Welcome to the Professional WordPress Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Doug. This is episode three, how to get the most out of WordCamps or other conferences. What's we'll been happening this week, Doug? Got a couple of new clients and I've just got my biggest hosting client. That's been a lot of, a lot of work, but it's, it's good stuff. And, That's for uh, efficient WP? Yes. So, so this new client, uh, the plan I've got him on is uh, bigger than the ones I have advertised on my site. So I'm going to have to put in uh, some kind of link there for uh, contact me if you want uh, ah. higher level plans. And that's so. of course the pricing table. Yes. <laughs> Powered by easy pricing tables. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so does he only have one site, or and it's the biggest um, in that sense, or did he move a bunch of sites? It's, it's uh, two sites, and um, I just got the payment, uh, so I'm about to to do the migration. It's heavy traffic sites um, mm -hmm. that uh, the previous hosting plan can't handle. So so I'm excited to do that. I I know that uh, my system can handle it. So it'll be nice to get get some more uh, sites on there that that are actually uh, kind of testing that. Cool, and that service is of course efficientwp.com for anyone that's interested. <laughs> Since the last episode, I've uh, spoken at WordCamp Philly, uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, WordCamp's this whole episode. Uh, what did you talk about? My presentation was uh, called "Optimizing WordPress Performance." And so it's basically talking about how to improve page speed and load times. Pretty interesting. I'm sure there were a lot of people there that uh, were into it. Yeah. And what, what have you been up to? I've been traveling for the last two weeks. And I went to Scotland and to Germany. And basically what that meant is I got very little work done. I drank a lot. I ate a lot of unhealthy food. <laughs> and I had a good time. In Scotland, I... Went to an event where I was able to meet up with um, Rob Walling from Startups for the Rest of Us, which was pretty cool. Um, that event was in Glasgow. And I also met this really, really nice guy, uh, David Kelly, native of Glasgow, who showed me around at night. And um, he took me to like a chips and curry sauce and cheddar cheese place. That, that, apparently <laughs> that's, that's a thing in Scotland. So, so chips as in that. French fries um, <laughs> with curry sauce. Tons of salt, by the way, tons of salt and um, cheddar cheese. Oh, and of course, an iron brew, which if you don't know what iron brew is, you should go to Scotland. It's kind of it's <laughs> like it's kind of like Scotland's um, own version of Coca-Cola. It tastes a little bit different, has a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar in it. And it's uh, apparently the national pride of Scotland. I also went to Germany, to Hamburg in particular, to attend the WordCamp there. And as Doug said, um, that's part of the reason we're going to talk about um, how to get the most out of WordCamps in this episode. Also, we've got a couple of reviews. We've got eight reviews, which we're super excited about. So um, thanks to Travis Jameson, Dino in Saigon, Bonnie Wu from Vietnam, Corey McMahon, Bobstar76544, Louis Quarty from Great Britain, uh, Matt from the Web Agency Podcast from Australia, and Tom from Smart Brand Marketing. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Let's move on to the core of this episode. Doug, you've been to how many WordCamps? So I've been to five WordCamps so far, and uh, the last three I spoke at. This year? Uh, so two of them this year, um, and then three of them in previous years. 
So I'm a, I'm a bit of a veteran, starting to become a veteran of WordCamps. So the first point that you came up with was you should be a speaker. And I was not a speaker at the WordCamp in Hamburg. Can you tell me a bit about the difference um, between being a speaker and not being a speaker? As a speaker, I, I think the networking is, is a lot different. Obviously, you have to have a bit of WordPress experience to, to be approved as a speaker. Networking with other speakers and you know uh, sponsors and, and that kind of thing is kind of a higher level of networking. You know, depending on what level you are with your business, uh, you may get more value in talking with somebody who's who's been running a WordPress business for a while versus somebody who's brand new to WordPress and attending the conference uh, to to learn the basics. It might be less about kind of like selling your stuff, which is especially, you know, that's not really the spirit of a WordCamp, yeah. but, uh, but more about getting easier access to other people that are probably doing more interesting things than a lot of the attendees. The, the speaker dinner made a big difference, right? It really varies between events. But uh, the last two that I went to uh, as a speaker had a, a pre-event speaker's dinner. And so basically, you know, you, get, you go there the night before the WordCamp starts and then you get to meet a bunch of the other speakers and the sponsors. You know, generally have a good time. And it's, it's nice to meet some people before the event officially starts. And, you know, also knowing... You know, the more of these that you attend and, and the more in the network you get, uh, the more likely it is like you'll know some people beforehand for each each successive event. When I went to the WordCamp in Hamburg, I was absolutely unprepared. I was going there by myself and I didn't know anybody. And um, so part of that problem really was that I also didn't really like know whom to talk to. So I just kind of ended up talking to random people. And, you know, a lot of them were nice. And actually, I did, I did meet a couple of really interesting, really nice uh, guys that were also doing interesting stuff like building plugins, etc. But I think it would have been helpful to prepare a bit. And I think being a speaker kind of goes a long way. But yeah. maybe maybe if you don't want to be a speaker, it would still make sense to kind of at least like go through like who's going to talk like, what yeah. do, are they talking about? What do they look like so you can actually talk to them when you see them in the hallway? Yeah, that's, um, that's a, a big big one, I think. So yeah. a lot of people don't pick what sessions to go to until the day of, which I think, you know, might be a bit of a mistake. And, you know, I, I usually put this kind of thing off to the last minute. Uh, yeah. So the thing I, I would recommend doing is, you know, not only to look over the schedule, but uh, try to find out a little bit about the speakers and potentially the mm -hmm. sponsors too. Figure out any that are particular of particular interest that you know maybe you should go to first to talk to. There's a limited amount of time where where you can actually talk to everybody, and you will find yourself striking up random conversations with people, or they start a conversation with you. And you know, obviously, not every conversation is going to be amazing. But. Right. And, you know, of of course, you could look at it that way and be like, well, you know, probably anybody you meet has something interesting going on in their lives and it's kind of up to you to figure out what it is. But still, when you go to a WordPress event, you probably want to talk to people that have something interesting going on in the WordPress space. Yeah, preparing is, is a big thing. And also preparing about what you're going to talk to talk about as well, even if you're just networking. If you're doing a bunch of different projects, you can't tell everybody your life story like kind of have your elevator pitch that's a great uh, a that's a great suggestion um i actually i also did not do that um so 
I could kind of explain kind of what I was doing, but I should have just sat down, you know, for like three minutes or so um, before I went to the event and just kind of like figured out what exactly is my elevator pitch going to be and what exactly am I going to talk with people about. Yeah, and I think on a related note, the best way for people to contact you or for you to contact other people, and uh, we had talked about uh, the value of business cards a while back, and I think a lot of people in our space just either don't have business cards or don't think that they need them, but ultimately it's a very easy way to just uh, have somebody get in touch with you. Um, even though it's it's not hard to bring out your phone and type in mm. somebody's email address, just giving a business card is a lot easier and probably more memorable if, if you make people like do do the work in trying to record your contact information. Yeah, you want to reduce fiction. That's another thing that I failed at. I wanted to bring business cards, but I... I just didn't get them done in time. And I did end up taking the business cards of, you know, maybe like five to ten other people. So I'm glad that they had some. Next time, I'm definitely going to bring some myself. It certainly it doesn't hurt. It's not too expensive, even if you get uh, some nicer cards. You know, as as long as you're not running around trying to give one to every single person in the conference. Yeah, you don't, don't want to hand them out like flyers. You ordered some cards on Moo.com, did you? Yeah. And how, was, how did they turn out? It was uh, they they came out really great. I had previously been using some cheaper services, uh, and they you know they weren't very good. Um, I think you know the the cost savings was not worth having like an inferior. Card. That makes sense. So another thing I've got here on my list is hallway conversations are more important than sessions, and. That's really where the value is. The value is in talking to people. I think going forward for all conferences that I'm going to attend, depending on how interesting the talks are, I'm going to be quite lax in attending them. So if I, if I feel like some talks are not really that interesting to me, I'm not going to sweat missing them. That's something that um, I, I didn't learn right away You know, when I was attending in the beginning because I, I was thinking – well, there's you know this many sessions, and I should go to every single one. So I would pick the best topic for each time slot, and I would go to that one. And then, you know, you get very little time to network outside of that. You know, lately I've been just picking the ones that I find the most interesting, and then, you know, there there'll be a couple of slots where I'm not attending uh, a session at all, and I'll either just hang out in the hallway or. I don't know if they had a happiness bar at the no. WordCamp you you did. Um, no. So so the ones that I've gone to, they have this thing called a happiness bar, uh, which used to be called the genius bar, but they changed the name because of, of Apple. And uh, basically there's usually like a, a big room or, you know, a few people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, you know, in the hallway or, or something like that where, they're just giving free advice on WordPress. And ah, that's good. So usually you get either some speakers or some volunteers to just kind of go there and, and help people. You know, what I've done is, you know, usually I, I try to commit to that. I'm not going to the, all the sessions. And so yeah. in the downtime, if I'm, I'll either spend some time in, at the happiness bar and just kind of give away some free consulting or... Uh, you know, just wander the hallways or just take a break. 
Like I would rather stay out until like three or four in the morning drinking with a couple of interesting people and then maybe miss some of the morning sessions and not feel yeah. bad about that. Because what I did kind of like try to like make it to bed early so I'm, you know, well rested for the next day's sessions. But I think the value really is in connecting with people and, you know, maybe also getting drunk with them. Um, <laughs> you can always like watch videos of the talks afterwards anyways. To be honest, I feel my networking skills are a little bit clumsy at events like that, especially if I like don't know anybody and um, I feel sometimes my networking skills are not that great. Do you have any kind of advice or suggestions on how to get better at, you know, like networking and randomly walking up to people? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't feel like I'm the perfect networker either. <laughs> um, I think we're both also like fairly introverted, right? Um, at, yeah. le at least I am. Yeah, and yet we're still uh, recording a podcast. I, I've been a speaker too uh, at, at three of these WordCamps already. And it's one of those things that I, I think you just kind of have to get over and you'll yeah. get better each one that you do. And, you you know, you can study and, and learn some tips, but... Uh, practice is, is really the main way to, to get better at it. And, and at least for me, I think I've got, I've come a long way since, since I started and I didn't know who to talk to or what to say. And now I feel a lot more comfortable just having talked to a lot more people and kind of seeing how other people talk. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of tell, I think pretty quickly who, is more interesting than than another person or at least relevant to uh to you. Yeah. You know, one one thing that might that might help is to to be more specific. I, I think I've met I've met a lot of people who say they do, you know, WordPress design and development mm -hmm. and SEO and you know, all of this stuff and, and we've talked about this before is that when you present yourself as a generalist then it's it's kind of hard to figure out where to start and if right. they're actually good at anything. I've noticed uh, lately I've I've uh, been talking about the hosting and Pod WP, which is still not launched, but uh, will be soon. And so when when I mention that I'm going to be doing sites specifically for podcasting, yep. I get some people who come to talk to me because that. Uh, resonates with them. So it kind of comes back to, you know, preparing like your elevator pitch and actually like knowing what you're going to talk about. And I think also the, the other points that we've discussed where if you are a speaker or if you just have an idea what kind of people are going to be there that you want to talk to, it's going to be much easier than I think if you just like uh, start walking up to random people. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I met some really interesting people that way. Uh, I think also one thing you said earlier is also look at the sponsors and what they are doing. And at least with the WordCamp that I went to in Hamburg, some of the more interesting people I talked to were also um, active sponsors. Um, I think it's also, it's also a self-selecting crowd, right? If uh, you're running a WordPress-related business and you're you know making good money, then you're probably going to consider sponsoring a WordCamp. So, so those people might be some of the more interesting ones to talk to. Yeah, there were there's some... Big names, um, at least of, of the conferences I've gone to. Um, so some, you know, not all of the businesses I would personally recommend, mm -hmm. but there were a couple of new ones that I hadn't heard of before, and yeah. I, I looked up, and you know, will still look up. Um, 
which, you know, just the fact that they're a sponsor there and, you know, maybe I had a chance to, uh, to talk to a couple of them, you know, just having that intro is enough to kind of get, uh, get your foot in the door. Did you ever think about sponsoring a WordCamp? So um, now that I've been there, I think, at least for me who sells pretty cheap WordPress plugins that are one-time payments, I think as a direct response kind of thing where, you know, say I spend $300 on sponsorship and then I kind of need to make like 11 sales or 10 sales to a break even or be profitable on that. I think from a direct response point of view, I don't think it would be worth it for me. Yeah. But I think it seems that those sponsorships are probably a little bit more brand building in general, kind of like getting known in the WordPress community. So I think it could be very beneficial from that point of view. Yeah, for, for the brand. But, but also I think if I were to sponsor, which you know I, I would like to one day in the future, uh, I think I would have to have either myself or somebody else at the sponsor table for pretty much the whole event. Yeah. Um, so there's different levels of sponsorship. The lower ones, you probably just get a you know your logo on the website. Right. But at the higher level ones, you can actually have a table, and you can give give stuff away. Uh, so there's some pretty ridiculous uh, swag that that they give out at these these things, um, like pens and stickers and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the the one I went to, they had these uh, slap bracelets. Um, back in the '90s, we had these things, and like they're plastic, and you uh, you slap it on your wrist, and it you know wraps around. And uh. I think they banned them from our schools because people were getting <laughs> hurt or something like. So so they uh, so one of these companies they brought them back, and they they were pretty popular. Um, I don't know yep. how much of a business return they got on that, but you know, getting something out there that's popular and people talking about it. And of course your logo on there, you know, that really can't hurt. There's some people who will go there and they'll take handfuls of this stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I understand from the sponsor's perspective, you, you don't want to spend a lot of money because uh, it might be, be wasted. But at the same time, if you get something that's more nice and more useful, then people will probably remember, remember you more. I'm not sure how, how much business you would really get from giving out some pens with your logo on it. I think it's, it's, it's probably useful when you want to get known better in the community and just kind of like, you know, build up a profile. And it's probably also not a bad way to give back, say, you know, both you and I are making money um, selling WordPress-related products and services and none of us are contributing back to WordPress core, which yes. is a discussion for it you know, completely different episode, but maybe that's also a way to kind of give back a bit to the community. Yeah, I think it doesn't always have to be, you know, uh, where you track your return on everything. So absolutely, kind of like with, you know, with speaking to people, you don't have to try to, you know, quote, get value out of every single person you talk to. Um, and same with, with sessions and um, and some of the costs, associated with here I, I think some things you know you will get really good returns out of some things you won't and you know maybe you don't have to obsess over the fine-tuned details absolutely let's recap here so our pieces of advice were you'll probably get the most value out of a WordCamp if you are a speaker and maybe if you've never attended a WordCamp before maybe attend the first one as an attendee that's what I did and I've already also figured this that next time I go to a WordCamp, I'm definitely going to speak. It, it would just be much more useful. Um, 
the next one was to prepare. So, you know, look at what kind of speakers and what kind of sessions are there going to be there. Um, kind of try to figure out whom you want to talk to. Prepare an elevator pitch and also prepare business cards. Next thing is hallway conversations are probably more important and might be more interesting than the sessions. So if you're in the middle of a good conversation or a good night out at the bar with some of the people from the event, you know, don't feel like you have to call it an early night um, just to make it back to the sessions at eight in the morning. Doug gave some really good advice on how to network. And then we've talked about uh, sponsorships and none of us have sponsored before, but if it might be worth it or not. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's a possibility for the future. And one other thing, we, we didn't even mention this before, but the website where you can find the WordCamps is central.wordcamp.org. And they have the schedule on there. There's a lot of uh, WordCamps that are posted there with, with the date before they have more specific details on, on venue and the sessions. Uh, so some of them just have uh, landing pages. But it's a good idea to, to get on there and take a look at the schedule. Let's move on to the tips and tricks section. My tip for this week's episode is a starter theme called Bones WP. Bones WP. We've got a link in the show notes to that. Basically what Bones is, it's an HTML5 mobile-first starter theme. Um, it just makes it really easy to build themes from scratch using this as your starter theme. And they also use SAS which is simply awesome style sheets. If you've never used that before, it might be worth a look. It's kind of, it's basically a better version of CSS that you then have to compile into CSS. It's really, really slick. And I've used Bones WP to build my current FatCat app site. So my tip of the week is a plugin with a strange name. Uh, it's called Black Studio Tiny MCE Widget. It's a text widget with a visual editor. Uh, so normally when you have widgets... Um, you've got the pre-built widgets or you have the uh, plain text where you have to type in HTML. Ah. I spent a lot of time early on trying to find one of these WYSIWYG widgets and none of them worked. And I guess maybe a year or two ago I found this plugin and it works. So basically instead of having to use HTML to create content for your HTML widgets, you used the... Uh, this editor to have the Visivic yeah, thing. And, you know, it's got uh, the the buttons from from the normal visual editor. So, so it's especially useful, probably for like you know clients that want to change the widgets. Yeah, and even even for myself, you know, even though I I know HTML quite well, right. I I do like trying to use the visual editor when I can. Most of the time, when I'm handing something off to a client, if I do everything in HTML, some things might be hidden. Whereas if I can do it in the visual editor, then you know I can show them what's been done and it'll it'll look correct. That's it for this episode. You can leave a comment or find the show notes at wpcast.fm slash wordcamp. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.